Well, are you well, ready say, to... Maybe for our, our, our 100th episode, but I think we may be past 100 now, aren't we? No, we're not up to 100 yet. We're only into the upper 70s. I think oh, well, uh, then I'm 78 a <laughs> was the last episode. <laughs> oh, fair. Yeah, I say we get into this thing, man. All right. Well, I am uh, going to see if our board will cooperate with us tonight and bring up the new bumper. Dad's Meat World, watching Boy Meets World. We grew up on the show, now we have kids and host a podcast. We watch each episode and then share our thoughts and grades. When these dads meet world. They want you to take the rolls. Yes, eat those rolls or cookies if you're on Tyler's end of the call. Welcome back to Dads Meet World, a weekly podcast where we dive in and dive deep and explore the world of Corey Matthews and his friends. And uh, we do it from the eyes of a dad, even though we both grew up on the show. I am dad number one this week, Brett. And I am dad number two this week, Tyler. I need to yes. adjust my lights real quick. Hold on. Keep talking. <laughs> well, uh, Christmas has come and gone, and we're recording in between Christmas and New Year's, so we are getting ready for a brand new year, and hopefully, good-looking people, you had a great Christmas, and you're getting ready for a wonderful new year. Uh, I'll tell you what's been going on here. Tyler, how, is your Chris- how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Um, a little chaotic, because Christmas always got to be a little chaotic. But uh, no, we had a good time. People got the gifts that they were hoping for and dreaming of. And Henry didn't eat paper, at least didn't consume it, consume it. But he did <laughs> nibble on quite a bit of it. But had our special breakfast and everyone, you know, got to relax for a little bit. So I'd say it was a good Christmas overall. How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Nice and uh, excited for the kids. Well, exciting for the kids. Asher still has the magic of Santa Claus. Santa fills Yay. the stockings at our house. and uh, We put the presents under the tree. And uh, Asher left out cookies and milk. Gigantic mug of milk that was consumed by Santa. And uh, yeah, watched uh, watch Christmas Vacation while we wrap presents Christmas Eve, as Kelly and I always do. Kids loved right, everything nice. they got. Yes, none of them ate paper, thankfully. Oh, good. I hope Granted, so. The youngest one is nine, so I hope none of them ate paper. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, and uh, had had a lot of other family over. You know, grandparents. Well, my parents and sister and cousins and brother over Christmas afternoon and now we turn our attentions to New Year's Eve very nice Any big plans? now do you guys do Elf on the Shelf we don't no no oh. growing up my parents told me that we had an elf at our house that was invisible named Poindexter who would report back to Santa for us but that was pre-Elf oh. on the Shelf wow but we don't do anything like that for our, our house now Okay. I did see there was a post that uh, Sarah put up that uh, your elf finally got into some uh, some naughtiness. 
Oh, yes. Uh, our elf on the shelf is named Elfie. Um, we got him during the midst of the pandemic because we needed some joy in our house. Um, and just ever since then, he's just a part of our Christmas tradition. And we love seeing the joy every time he gets he moves around and he gets into mischief. And uh, just you never know what that little elf's going to do. <laughs> We keep wondering no. if uh, Santa's going to send a, a helper elf next year, but uh, we're not sure if that's going to happen or not. I was in Walmart a few weeks back and saw Snoop on the stoop. I did see that as well. <laughs> he could hang out with Elfie. <laughs> no, no, he cannot. <laughs> uh, uh, we should probably get into this episode, Brett. We should. Good-looking people, we're going to look at the 20th episode. Yes, after this, there's only two more for Season 3. Uh, 20th episode of Season 3, entitled, I Never Sang for My Legal Guardian. In which Jonathan decides he's finally ready to assume responsibility as Sean's legal guardian. But Sean only wants to be with his father, Chet. Corey and Topanga search for Chet, but Corey becomes distracted when he catches the attentions of a woman. Meanwhile, Mr. Feeney strong-arms Eric into tutoring the school's star athlete, Jeff. This episode was written by Kevin Kelton, directed by David Trainer, originally aired on May 3rd, 1996, and has an IMDb currently of 7.6. And now, let's see if we can get... The vast emotional damage theme to play for America's favorite themes, uh, theme. Vast emotional damage. Game show. It's vast emotional damage. Tyler's favorite game show, wherein I just demand he guess a random number in the millions for how many people tuned in to this episode the first time it aired. So Tyler, last week's episode had 13.2 million people tune in. How many million do you think tuned into this one? There's got to be a bump up. I'm going to go with 15. 15? Well, you would still win the uh, the showcase, but there was actually a drop to 11.4. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not sure what was going on in the beginning of May in 96 that would have detracted attention other than, hey, kids, go outside and play. But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, a, a drop of almost I know 2 that, million. That the NBA's, like, the um, their playoffs start around this time. So if they're just hitting Friday nights when people are watching the basketball game instead of watching Boy Meets World as a family, that's understandable. It's very possible. I'm not sure who was televising NBA playoff basketball back in 96, but I'm sure TBS was. I have some deep dives about uh, some things going on in pop culture that we'll get to uh, for our season wrap-up, so I'm really excited about uh, that. All right. Spoiler. Well, let's dive right in we're going to start out in the hallway where sean is checking the messages on uh, his and turner's answering machine and he can't remember the secret code to log in 
Well, hold on, Brett. We need to go back for a moment. I think we've done this before, but let's just, just in case, old technology people. So you use a payphone. It's like a cell phone, except it's attached to a wall, and you got to put little coins in it in order to make it work. You call a machine, and the machine, if you put the code in, will tell you what the messages are. You can't just pull up your phone, hit the button that says, you know, mom called you, call mom back. Yes. you got to actually put in a lot more effort to find out that mom's looking for you. Answering machines and payphones walked so that your iPhone could run. <laughs> yes. So anyway, exactly. uh, Miss Turner walks out of the, I'm assuming, the bathroom at this part of the school. And uh, Sean bathroom, wants to see principal's code. office, guidance counselor's office. Could be classroom. anything, depending on the week. Uh, Closet. We find out Corey... Yeah, we found out Corey knows the secret code because that's actually Mr. Turner's bank card code. And Corey I owes mean, him 40 bucks. Turner does feel like the type of guy who would have the same code for everything. He'd have the same password for all of his stuff that he logs into. And yeah, he, mm -hmm. he strikes me as that guy. Yeah, but also Corey is the type of person that pays attention. I don't know how he got 40 bucks out of his account without the actual card, but you know the 90s well, it, it implies that at some point he and sean had turner's card on them because you couldn't get money out of the out of the atm without the card correct yes so, young people that don't know an atm <laughs> well those are still okay. around actually we know about that yes we know about those atms walked and ran so that paypal and cash app could run <laughs> and ATM machines could really work hard. ATM time, alien time machines. So uh, Chet's still MIA because there's no there's no message from Chet. He's still out on the road searching for Verna. And yep. John <clears throat> lets Corey know that the calls and the letters are getting fewer and farther in between. And uh, we we get a little bit of a a message from Corey to. Uh, a little bit of a plea from Corey to John and I didn't even bother with videos this week they're just all audio clips because I didn't want to mess well, that's fine Mr. Turner we got a big problem with Sean I mean this one goes way beyond puberty <laughs> you mean puberty yeah puberty <laughs> one of my I knew you would do that quotes. one alone just <laughs> my gosh puberty <sighs> it's one of my all time favorites uh, but Corey knows there's something bothering his buddy. He knows that he needs his dad. But Turner reveals to Corey that Chet sent the paperwork a couple months ago to make himself Sean's legal guardian. And he's just been sitting on it. Yeah. So we know Chet's planning <clears throat> to be gone for the long haul. Chet has no intentions of coming back anytime soon. So This is our uh, requisite... Uh... Sean episode for the season true of where Sean is and how Sean doing so mm -hmm. and this is one of those where Corey's kind of just the passenger in this episode yes. I do like that sometimes I do they, it allows they Corey to, to be more well than just him yeah and Sean I, I like Corey's Corey's role as the passenger is a lot of fun in this one too it's, it's fun mm -hmm. Corey yeah. and I don't remember where but I know in the beginning of this episode they talk about how he last they knew he was around Ohio um, which you know 
that's where Brett is from. It's, Ohio, oh, it's this big state of Ohio. And just so you know, people, um, depending on where in Ohio Chet may have been posted, it's still going to be a nice long drive to get to Philadelphia. Because Philadelphia is all the way on the east side of uh, PA. And several of the... Yeah, several of the big cities and a lot of the big stops around Ohio, you're still looking at two to three hours going through Ohio, and then additionally, another six to get to Philadelphia, so... Oh, yeah. it, even just a straight shot, it's going to take you four or five hours just to drive from one side of Ohio to the other. Yeah. You know, even though I'm from PA, I've not spent a lot of time in Philadelphia for that reason. It's a journey. (laughs) So we're going to we're going to fade out, come back in, come back into the Turner's apartment because Sean and Turner have been out doing some apartment hunting. And Sean doesn't like anything. This episode moves fast. It does. It is a furious pace. Uh, And Corey's going to go all old man on him. Uh, he really wants to sell a place for uh, the, apparently he's become a realtor. He's taken after his mom. <laughs> he's carrying around this book of carpet samples. <laughs> I mean, Corey out of nowhere becomes whatever he needs to be for the joke, but you see him have this passion for this, you know, trying to get them to make a deal and to <laughs> get into an apartment. And we'll yeah, see this well, that... again next season. Yep, and at one point here in this episode, he's he's done a dance, and he's got an extra half day for them to make a decision on a townhouse. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. You ever feel like Corey wasted his time by becoming a teacher? I do. Mm, yeah, sometimes. Not that teaching is not a noble profession, but with the background that we have for Corey, I, I think he probably did waste some of his time going into that field. He was probably meant for different things. You mean because there's easily two other characters that would have a much better character arc to go from bad students to good teachers? I agree. Yeah. more Much more rewarding and fulfilling character arcs. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So... We're going to get Eli coming in, kind of creeped out by Mrs. Dubchek. We get some more mocking of Eli and his <laughs> dating life. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently she uh, is over the death of her husband, and now she's uh, ready to mingle. Yeah, she's single, ready to mingle, yeah. and uh, Eli is, she's got her set, sights set on him. And, uh, you know, Turner says, hey, we're going to move out as soon as Sean finds a place. Sean doesn't like that people are talking about him like he's not there, so he's going to leave. And Corey chases him out the mm-hmm. door with linoleum samples that are going <laughs> to knock his that. socks off. I got linoleum's going to knock your socks off. <laughs> and then we're going to go and uh, check in on Eric's B story for the episode where he's... Uh, we Mr. T- uh, Mr. Feeney wants to work with him because Eric's latest uh, paper is a D. He worked really hard on it. And we learned something in this conversation about Eric that uh, tends to go un, uh, it tends to be forgotten about. Apparently, Eric took a ride in the dryer in fifth grade, and uh, yes. before that, his hair was apparently like Corey's. Yes, 
Brett, I did not uh, do a deep dive on if your hair can change like that from the dryer. It's a good joke, but there's no way that's possible. Yeah, I'm going to say it's just the joke. <laughs> I think Eric was always blessed with good hair. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, with each kid, their hair can be completely different. So that's mm. genetics, man. But we get, uh, we get this interaction between Eric and Mr. Feeney. Come on, Mr. Feeney, you know how hard I've been working lately. This grade's going to kill my average. Can I do another paper? I have a better idea. Tutoring. Well, I thought all the tutors got together and agreed to never work with me again. Oh, indeed they did. My thought was to make you a tutor. <laughs> Mr. Feeney, when'd you take your ride in the dryer? <laughs> do you know Jeff Lacey? Yeah, he's a guard in the basketball team. Mr. Lacey has athletic scholarship offers to 20 colleges, but it needs at least a C average to get in. Okay, so I tutor this kid, help him get into college, he turns pro, makes millions. What do I get out of this? <laughs> the joy of helping someone learn. But no money. Huh. You get used to it. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a downside to the plan. I mean, no. it's not a bad plan in and of itself, you know? spend time tutoring someone else and you're bound to pick up something along the way so worst case scenario you both learn a little bit best case scenario you both learn a, a chunk yeah exactly yeah so eric's gonna become a tutor and uh he's gonna tutor the star point what was that point guard or center i forget now i think it's point guard you know but yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> He's a basketball player, that's all. And he is going He's to be jock. Tyler's favorite caricature of an athlete, a jock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to peek back in on Corey and Sean. Um, this is where Corey does done his dance to get uh, Turner and Sean, uh, and Sean an extra half a day to decide on the uh, on that townhouse. But Sean really just, he wants his next move to be his last move. He's done being a nomad and being just in so, in so much transition in his life. He wants to move one more time and have it be the last time he has to move. Yeah, at least while he's, he's ready, still in school. Yeah, he's ready to have roots and be able to be, as, uh, as Eddie would have said, built in so to speak, even mm -hmm. if it's just figuratively and back with dad and mom at the even just dad back at the trailer park in his own home. Yeah, which yeah. is fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, as nice as it is that he gets to live with Turner and as much as he cares about him, as much as Turner loves him as well, you know, there's a reason he waits so long to fill out the adopt or not adoption, but the legal guardian form. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in fact, let's just go ahead and dive right into that because Sean and, and John, Sean and John, dun, 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 they're going to get together over the island in the kitchen. Sean is going to mm -hmm. see that there's a letter for him, and I believe I've got some of that in my next clip here. It's 50 miles from here, John. I mean, the least he could do is come visit me. Hey, you know, Sean, I spoke to an attorney today. A couple of signatures, and I'm your legal guardian. I thought you did that months ago. Well, I got the forms. I just never got around to filling them out. Got around to filling them out? I'm so sorry my life didn't fit into your busy schedule. Whoa, 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 Sean. Hey, cut me some slack. I'm just trying to do the right thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. Hey, enjoy your day. Sean is just tired of... He's, he's a visitor in his own life. He's tired mm -hmm. of it. And, I mean, John kind of drops the ball with using the language of getting around to it. But he's been dragging his feet because he's not ready. That's not yep. that's not his place yet. He's that's not where he yep. is yet. Well, and part of the problem in this whole scenario, regardless, is that as a parent, you mess up and say the wrong thing. I feel like at this point, every day, at least 17 times where like just the other day, Sarah and I were like we were snuggling as a family and then the boys left the couch and then Sarah like just came in and snuggled into my arm. I was like, Oh my gosh, nice. We get to snuggle for once. Just us. And then Grayson came and like plopped himself right on top of her. And I was like, Hey, this is an A and B snuggle. See your way out. And he thought I said that he is not loved and we don't care about you. And I'm like, that's not what was said. But, mm -hmm. you know, kids are going to respond with emotions, and no matter what you try to do, you will mess up and say the wrong thing. The problem is, I just don't think that Turner can accept that he messes up in these ways, and that the two of them, like, the moment there's any sort of misunderstanding of what they mean, it's immediate of, well, fine, I'm done with you. And so yeah. as much as they love each other they they're bringing their brokenness from their families and it's just, it's not meshing for them to be their own family unit mm -hmm. yeah so they're not they're not they're made they're fine for short term but they're not made to be together long term as as a long term yeah. family answer well and john didn't have a good example of what it means to be a father without you know throwing money in people's faces and mm -hmm. you know putting power into place and he's found a way as a teacher to not do that but as being at home that's a much different struggle yep so <sighs> yeah this is this is a tough episode for that reason of what you hoped and thought was going to be this i don't know saving sean from being poor and being miserable in the trailer park really turned into we it's going on too long and we both need to agree to that yeah i mean it it met it met very real physical needs at the time but it can't meet his emotional needs that he has and the needs he has for his no. having his father there yep yeah and so and i i give the show major props for not sweeping all that under the rug and treating it as if this would have been a uh an easy fix and for diving into yeah. this because that that would not be an easy fix in the real world yeah, yeah. i agree so it's one of the things that makes this show different than so many other shows at this time is mm -hmm. dealing with the re the the actual realities yep Boys so, meet as ridiculous as some characters can be the fact is is that these two people are not meant to be a family no good friends but 
and well, at one point he just he draws yeah at one point he draws the distinction that turner's been a good friend a great friend but he draws the distinction at fred yep so we're gonna meet jeff and jeff i have written on here he is so many o's dumb <laughs> but he yep. has a porsche yes and jeff is played by actor bobby jacoby or Jacoby, I'm not sure how he pronounced his last name. First and only time we'll see him on Boy Meets World. 84 credits on his resume. Uh, he showed up in shows like The Greatest American Hero, Manimal, Hardcastle and McCormick, The Love Boat, The A-Team, Kids Incorporated, Perfect Strangers, Who's the Boss, The Wonder Years, Charles in Charge, Tremors, Baywatch, Walker, Texas Ranger, and a lot more. And it's just... Eric is made, he's making no headway with Jeff and so ultimately they decide to go out and ride around in Jeff's Porsche and uh -huh. when Eric comes back home we get this what a waste of a night I just spent three hours speeding around in a Porsche with a pretty girl in my lap I hate when that happens what do you know that has a Porsche oh you didn't hear the school's all-american point guard is being tutored by the school's all-american cheese head Corey, get the phone. I didn't hear it ringing. Oh! oh I'll get it. Eric, you tutor. I'm proud, yet confused. Can we be sued? Hey, Mrs. Matthews, Mr. Matthews. Can you guys leave? No. Dang, I need another plan. Sean, let's just go outside. Man, you are good on your feet. <laughs> Corey, now that your parents have left the room, I gotta ask you something. What are you doing tonight? Well, I'm showing a three-bedroom at 7.30, but uh, after that, I'm free as a bird. Cool, because we're going to see my dad. That is a... There's just so much in there that I love. <laughs> there is. Uh, three yeah. hours with a girl sitting on my lap in a Porsche. I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. And, Corey, get the phone. <laughs> Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Matthews. Can you leave? <laughs> no. Damn. We'll just go outside. Man, you're quick on your feet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they know they're in a TV show. Mm -hmm. Not. Like Sean, Sean's lines were, Mrs. Mason asked, can you please leave? And if they didn't say yes, then he's going to go, huh, now what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Sean reveals that he knows where his dad is and it's only going to take, you know, you know, it's only 50 miles away. It's not that far by motorcycle. Well, can Turner get both of us on his bike? No, it's just you and me. And Corey has a presence of mind to say, no, I, I can't go. That's, that's a bridge too far probably thinking in his mind okay if i'm not in for this maybe sean will just not go through with it but sean's question of what's the worst that can happen is sitcom code for next comes the jail cell as sean gets his one phone call and the next thing we know is that he and john are walking in the door to the apartment and we we get another conversation that's got a lot to it Oh, so that's why you're so upset. You don't want to be legally responsible for and me. It's a cheap shot, and you know it. Yeah? 
Then why'd you take your sweet time to file for guardianship? Is that what this is about? It's what everything's about, John. It's my life. I mean, you've got your life. My dad's got his life. I, I just feel like I've got nothing. Sean, if you'd have wanted to see your dad, I could have taken you. It's, it's more than that, John. I'm, I'm just tired of feeling like a guest wherever I go. Yeah, I know. I know. Look, Sean, this hasn't been the easiest year for me either, you know? I mean, going from a single guy to raising a 15-year-old was not on my to-do list. Great. So we're both on each other's nerves. Well, I don't know, Sean. I mean, Arvid, to get us a bigger place, you don't want any part of it. Yeah, well, you've had the guardianship papers for months, and you still haven't filled them out yet. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe we're both afraid to make this living arrangement permanent. And so we've got honest... No, no holds barred, honest discussion between these two. Yeah. And they finally get to the root of everything that they've kind of been dancing around. Mm -hmm. They've both been holding back. They're both afraid to go forward and make this arrangement more than what it is. And they both have their, yeah. their very valid reasons. Yep. That's yeah. true. I mean, we've seen throughout this, this season, Turner's still going on dates. Turner st Excuse me. still has a pretty active social life, even though he has Sean. And to be honest with you, the way they show it is if Sean's kind of always, almost always doing his own thing anyway. So it's not like he's yeah. really around a whole lot. So I don't know. I think 15 is the perfect age to uh, adopt someone, really. <laughs> Yeah, they've already gone through all that other stuff. All you got to deal with is puberty. Yeah, <laughs> the puberty. Oh, Corey. But, of course, uh, the next line that Corey says is, it's just old man material as well. Good news, Corey. Corey Sean, there notes. is no such thing as good news before I've had my grape nuts. <laughs> Yes, Sean's answer to all of this is he's going to move in with his uncle Mike at the trailer park where he's surrounded by family and by the FBI agents who surround them. Yes. I mean, we did ask, you know, at the beginning of la or the end of the last season, why doesn't he just move into some with someone, you know, at the trailer park? But mm -hmm. oh, well. well, we'll find out soon enough why that probably was a bad idea that's but, true uh, we're gonna we're gonna pop in at breakfast with Alan and Amy Eric's gonna see he's so frustrated with Jeff because he's working very hard Jeff's burping through his ears Eric wants to see if he has any untapped potential that could get him scholarship throws an apple through the window when he tries to aim for the sink he shoots he sucks he pays that's so much fun. But before that, I do like that, uh, you know, Amy's trying to ask just a simple question. And Eric's response is, nag, nag, nag. What are you, my mom? Yes. Yes. And, and what a joy a it is. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Eric's out. Corey's in. Wants to know uh, what they're going to do with the room when Eric's off to college. And Alan talks to him as a dad, how he would want to be consulted about his son's future before any big changes are made. And he was part of that discussion with Chet and with John about what to do. Cause Chet originally wanted Sean to stay with them full time after that yep. partial 
that temporary stretch last season good looking people if you think back to the end of season two over a span of a couple episodes which spanned a few weeks in between sean stayed with the the matthews and it didn't work out so well but all of this comes together to convince Corey that he and Topanga should take a bus out to this truck stop and try yeah. to find Chet and talk to him. I think it's smart they took a bus. <laughs> it is. Very smart. But did their parents know? I'm thinking at least the Matthews were not filled in. Uh-huh. I don't know about Jedediah, and at this point, I think it's still Chloe. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. But Corey is just very out of place, but he's brave enough to talk to the guy shooting pool that he could very easily be pounded by and at least get his nose chalked because he didn't chalk it before leaving the house. Brett, this is the part of the episode that gives me a little willies because these are yeah, full-grown adults that are interacting with this teenager a very noticeable teenager in a way that i go do you not know he's a teenager like yeah. you are being super weird and i get it yeah. it's a bar it's a tough guy thing it's a truck stop but like you're kind of being inappropriate yeah you, know, you got the the tough guys at the pool table and then you've got luann played by bobby phillips yes first and only time we'll see her here on Boy Meets World. 54 credits on her resume, married with children, Matlock, Baywatch, The X-Files, Murder One, The Cape, Stargate SG-1, Seven Days, Dharma and Greg and more. Um, she's going to come on to Corey, and I'm guessing yes. trying to make her boyfriend jealous, but either way, yes, um, yes very. it raises the ick factor, and yes, Corey, no. of course, is... I feel like the show wants you to think this woman is like 20, 21, 22, maybe something like that. You know, not too far off of 18. Corey's, you know, yeah. getting close to that marker. But, you know, not to shame anyone, but at the time of filming and release, she was in her like mid late 20s. She's like 26. So I'm pretty sure she's closer to Turner's age than Corey's age. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. So, but outside of that, I get it. Hollywood is what it is. Yeah. They're going the for the joke. Corey's all ooh, tingle. Yeah. Corey's reaction is within the context funny, but still the ick factor is mm -hmm. there. Um, well, but. I will say TV as a whole, though, they've always had these weird episodes of these one-off older women that come in and interact with the male lead and teach them something or so on and so forth. And it's always weird and creepy and shouldn't be a thing. And I think we have course corrected a little bit <laughs> away from family sitcoms having those type of characters. But yeah. Looking back on it as a doll gives me the ick. It doesn't age too well when you look back on it and think, no. yeah. But we get thing we get comments from her to Topanga like I found him first. You want to step outside. Corey is excited. He thinks there's going to be a cat fight and uh, that's when yeah. Chet actually recognizes him as someone. Cortez. And we get 
<laughs> Cortez. We get him and Chet sitting Corky. down and <laughs> Corky. I love the fact that he calls him Corky. But uh, they're going to sit down. Um, and we learn a few things in this conversation. First of all, uh, Turner's sending all kinds of stuff to Chet. He sent him report cards, pictures. He sent him at least one picture of Sean with Dana, who mm -hmm. we don't know how long they dated. We only saw her for two episodes, and then she'll come back later for an episode down the road. But, but he's keep he's being kept in the loop very well by Jonathan. Yep. And we also find out that Chet does not believe that he's right for Sean right now. And his comment is, yep. "I love him so much, I can't go back." That and it kind of implies that he's not good enough for Sean. And that's why he left him with Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And he was pretty clear back at the end of last season that he's not good enough without Verna, that he needs Verna to be there for Sean with him. He's always kind of seen himself as not good enough to be there just by himself with Sean. So that's kind of where we leave it at the truck stop. And then we come back to school. I, I, say, I do love that in this moment, Corey says his piece and you know, Chet's fighting him the whole way and making good points on why he is not fit to be the father of Sean, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, he loves him so much, he recognizes, I'm not a good dad, and he's better off without me. You know, Sean, I'm yeah. guessing, is getting probably the best grades he's ever gotten. And so he's like, hey, he's doing better in school. He has better relationships. Like, Turner is the dad that Sean needs, at least that's what he thinks but the dad mm -hmm. he needs is his dad yeah don't get me wrong Chet has not been a great dad to this point no he is not his track record is not good at all yes yeah but we're gonna go back to the school we're gonna check in with Eric and Mr. Feeney you know better than anybody else that you can't teach somebody if they don't want to learn well how do you explain this <laughs> you gave Jeff a C plus no no you did. I don't know what to say. I thought the guy was a total lost cause. I don't believe in lost causes. I think this is yours. Oh, wait, Mr. Feeney, you didn't finish your sentence here. You just put A. A what? <laughs> That's your grade, Eric. It is? It is. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Feeney, uh, as I stand here in front of you, my fellow students, the entire faculty, I must say that... Oh, give it, it up, man. It's just one test. However, congratulations. Hey, wait, 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 Mr. Feeney. This was your plan all along? I teach Jeff, but really I teach myself? He does better, I do better? Mr. Feeney, you sly, sly dog. <laughs> Got lucky on that one. Yep, and we see it. All that work that Mr. Feeney set Eric up to pays off. Eric actually nails an A, Jeff a C plus. Got lucky on that one. <laughs> yep, yeah, he did. But I but, love I love the congratulations he gives Eric. You know, it was just mm -hmm. one test. However, congratulations. It's it's mm -hmm. the encouragement that Eric needs to hear. Well, we've seen before of when Eric has had success in school, but it was 
not earned and this is earned mm-hmm. and so often you know we see the success in the beginning of the episode he works hard on something but still doesn't get a good grade and he gets frustrated so the fact that this time he worked hard and got the grade to go along with it is huge. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's hop over to the, uh, I'm going to assume, county lockup because Sean is <laughs> uh, sitting in lockup. Uh, apparently a, a cop picked him up in the park because uh, Uncle Mike's trailer wasn't there and so he was sleeping on a bench. And Chet comes walking in. And so Sean and Chet get their reunion. And apparently Corey's words meant something to Chet because he'll tell Jonathan in a few minutes that he was on his way to see him when he ran into a speed trap with a bunch of unpaid parking tickets. That's what he's doing there. But Chet wants to get Sean back to Turner's. He's he was coming to see him, but he wasn't coming to step back in as dad. And so Chet right. and Sean are going to have this conversation right here in in lockup. Maybe you could stick around here for a while. <laughs> there ain't nothing in this town for me. Yeah, there is me. Sean, I left you with turns because in my mind it was a better place. I know it was a good place, Dad, but I wouldn't call it better. It wasn't with you. It wasn't home. I don't know, Sean. Come on, Dad. I'm right here. No chasing. Besides, I need you. And I'm thinking you need me. Well, if you remember, I ain't much of a cook. Can't be any worse than Mom. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Sean, I'm going to do something I haven't done since you were a very little boy. Get a job? Heck no. Something better. We get to end with Chet giving Sean a hug, and it's it's not clear whether it's the hug or it's sticking around that Chet's going to do, but I like to interpret that it's the hug, that Sean hasn't had a lot of physical love from his dad, that, that hug, that pat on the back. Yeah, yeah that's Sean, very strong indications of that. Yeah, but Sean is able to finally get his dad in a room where his dad can't run away. <laughs> and, right. Well, or hide behind other people. Mm-hmm. And it's just them. No, nothing can get in between them. Nothing can. They can't escape each other. And Sean's able to finally yeah. just say what he needs to say. And it's what Chet needs to hear. Yep. Yeah. And so exactly. Chet's going to stick around. John's going to come in to bail Sean out and get shocked to see Chet there, who, of course, is going to get bailed out by John as well because Chet's going to stick around. He's letting him know that. Good. Yeah. And uh, John and Sean have a sidebar where they, you know, they talk to each other about how this is what Sean wants. And, you know, they, they said it was just temporary, but John said he says, you know, I'd do it again. And yep. I think he really means it. Yeah. Well, and who's to say that if after the show ended that he didn't end up becoming roommates with him again? Mm-hmm. You know? Because there's always the possibility. Who knows? Um, yeah. 
know, from this day in his life. But no, it's a good ending to the story that they started last year at the end. Yep. Of him coming and living with him and them trying to deal with what does that mean and almost getting comfortable with the status quo so much so that to it's almost like when you're dating someone of taking the relationship to the next level and they just couldn't do it Mm -hmm. so as we said there's nothing wrong with that yeah but for a time it was what Sean needed but it wasn't what he needed forever Mm -hmm. so Jet's going to help Sean move out of Turner's, and uh, uh-huh. they got to move before their home gets the Denver boot. He yells at some kids to get off his front porch. Sean's going to invite Corey to his house for dinner, which, of course, Corey's going to have to cook. And then uh-huh. Chet decides that, uh, well, Sean's been here for a year. That's more than enough time to have inherited Mr. Turner's TV, because teachers shouldn't be watching TV anyway. Yep, teacher should not be watching TV. And that is an episode of Boy Meets World. It is. <laughs> so, Tyler, are you ready for some deep dives? People, 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 people. Am I the only one who read the summer reading list? All right, so first and foremost, uh, reading, reading PA. Um, from downtown Philadelphia, it's about an hour and 14 minutes away. Uh, it's about 60 miles. So I don't know what other places do, but in Pennsylvania, we often will say things like, I live in Pittsburgh. I live in Philadelphia. I live in Erie or Harrisburg or State College. You know, typically it's one of these four locations and the surrounding area is included in that so say i live in there's a time we said we live in pittsburgh we didn't physically have a pittsburgh address but we were you know a spit away from pittsburgh like we literally could be there in seconds so like we just knew that we would say to people we live in pittsburgh so people from reading just because the people i've met from reading would just say I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then later on, they can get context of, oh, it's actually, you know, Reading that I live in. Oh, okay, cool. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say besides, uh, yes, it's 50 miles for the show. I wish we have an exact location of where in Philadelphia sub- suburbs they are in, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we're getting a little closer now. Well, if Maybe. we can find a truck stop located in Reading, we can it's backtrack true. from there. <laughs> All right. So, Brett's seatbelts. Seatbelts are important. Seatbelts are required in Pennsylvania. Um, uh, so, seatbelts. Because on the Ferrari, when someone's sitting on your lap, clearly you both can't be wearing a seatbelt. That's why I'm bringing this yeah. up. Uh, drivers must be wearing a seatbelt at all times under state law. They must also secure a child from birth to age eight in an approved car seat or child passenger uh, restraint system. 
Children under two must be rear-facing until the child exceeds the manufacturer's maximum height and weight limits. Uh, drivers are also responsible for securing child's ages uh, four to eight in a seat belted or seat belt system and an appropriate fitting booster seat driver driving anyone between the ages of 8 to 18 must be wearing a seatbelt at all times if the driver is under 18 he or she cannot operate a vehicle that has more passengers than it has seatbelts so even in today's standard there's a chance that that was illegal because there's a chance he's not 18 just yet although he could be he could easily be 18 19 honestly People not wearing seatbelts who are passengers, if a driver does not secure a passenger between the ages of 8 and 18 in a seatbelt system in a vehicle, the penalty is $10 plus court fees. Failing to secure a child from 4 to 8 in a seatbelt system, uh, appropriate fitting can result in 75 fine plus court fees and proof of a cart seat purchase. Click it or ticket is actually a really big campaign they did over the over I don't know last ten years give or take probably a little bit before that of trying to encourage people to wear their seatbelts and I had more statistics but I'm not seeing it on here so we'll just go with the ones we had. All right, so the basics of guardianship, Brett. Um. Guardianship provides a safe net for children who cannot be cared for by their parent or adult who cannot care for themselves. Find out the requirements of the guardianship to be established as necessary court procedure. Uh, guardianship is a person the legal right. Uh, guardianship gives a person legal right to care and make decisions for another person, usually a minor or adult who is unable to make decisions for themselves, such as elderly, disabled person, in addition to managing care. This is an individual uh, known as a ward. A guardian also manages their finance when the guardianship is of an adult. It sometimes can uh, be called a conservatorship. Uh, guardianship versus custody. Guardianship differs from cu um, custody in several ways. Custody only refers to a minor child, while guardianship can be of a child and or adult. When someone gets custody of a child, they obtain parental or uh, grandparental rights. A guardian does not receive any parental rights and is simply appointed to care for the ward and the ward finances. When a guardianship of the child is established, the child's parents retain their parental rights. Custody can be can or custody can be canceled out. Out parental rights and other, uh, or at least infringe on them. Okay, when guardianship is granted, um, guardianship of a child can be granted for the following situations. The child's parents consent to guardianship. The parents' rights are terminated, and a court de determines that the child should be placed with a guardian. <sighs> okay, so I think one of the things that's important for this is the fact of mostly just the legal essence of mr turner being responsible for him being able to make decisions for him but like 
it wouldn't seclude his parents from if there's a problem or concern or worry that they wouldn't still have a a voice in that he's not trying to full-blown adopt him and make him a turner he's just trying he they the goal was you know for him to be a part of the family but not Mm. change his name and all that jazz so um which i do like so okay so here are the requirements for scholarship the academic requirements so you must graduate from high school very important you must complete 16 ncaa approved core uh, courses uh, you must complete 10 of those courses before your seventh semester senior year including seven in english math or natural uh, slash physical science once you've been once you begin your seventh semester you may not repeat or replace any of those 10 courses to improve your core score gpa you must earn at least a 2.3 gpa in your courses that are outlined in ncaa uh, academic requirements and you must earn an sat combined score or ACT sum score matching your core course GPA or the NCAA sliding scale for Division One, which balances your test score and your core uh, score GPA. So I think the main thing to take away from that listing is that if GPA doesn't go up for our friend, the bad jock, well, I'm blanking on his name right now, who cares? And if he doesn't complete, <laughs> I'm assuming the couple of classes, he is not going to be able to graduate to be able to go and play at the NCAA. Uh, I already talked about her. I don't want to talk about it again. Um, so, posting bond or bail. There are many factors that will affect the bail amount. Uh, the severity of the crime is usually the largest factor that will impact the overall bail amount. The individual past criminal history is another factor that will affect how much the bail is set for. Additionally, the individual's family ties, age, and employment status will alter the bail price. Standard amount, due to all the different factors, it can be difficult to list the specific amounts for each situation in general. In Utah, local ordinance violations will have set bail as low as $25 to local ordinance infractions or as high as $150. For a Class B offense, bail prices for um, misdemeanors starts at... Uh, 340 for a class C offense and can be as high as uh, 1950 for a class A offense bail is much higher for felons felonies uh, than for other crimes they began at 5,000 for third degree felonies and it can go up to 25,000 for a first degree felony ultimately the court will set the amount for the bail these are only general guidelines regarding the overall price of bail these prices can fluctuate based on the wide variety of factors the main point is that bail is something that can be a wide variety of prices and probably one of the biggest things that contribute to this is what is the offense he was picked up for he was sleeping in a bench in a park he is a minor, so that's endangerment. Um, 
that's probably why he got picked up and taken in. The bail could be like $5, maybe $25, just so that way they can say, yes, we brought him in and we're going to drop charges because he's a minor. Although, Sean does have a rap sheet, so there's always a chance that he has a much more higher price line. Although, definitely Chet has a much higher bail than uh, what uh, Sean was going to have. Undoubtedly. <laughs> it was a very kind thing for Turner to post bail for him, because I'm assuming he had to pay the fine of all the parking tickets and also whatever it was to process and get him out. So, fun That's times. That's a lot for a teacher. <laughs> it is. Yeah, he used to be loaded. It's fine. Yeah. And those are your deep dives, Brett. All right. So let's talk about what we learned. Yeah. You know anything about the Odyssey? Huh? Did I say you could talk? I didn't teach you that. My friend, Mr. Matthews, will lead the discussion. Do I have to draw you a picture? Tyler, what did you learn from I Never Sang for My Legal Guardian? Um, I think one of the biggest things I learned is just to kind of echo Alan Matthews of if it's my child, I would want to be consulted on their future. And it's not really a learning. It's just that, that reemphasizing of you are responsible for your child. Even if you give over guardianship, you still have a responsibility for your kid. And being a dad means that you have to be willing to have hard conversations and be willing to deal with your children's emotions and all of the things that come with it. Um, and just kind of being a rock and saying, you may be emotional and you may be upset, but I'm not upset because I'm mostly worried and concerned about you. Um, so yeah, it's just that re-emphasizing of you're a dad, you, you want opinion on your child's life, even if you're mm -hmm. not going to be physically there. Yep. Well, I learned the boy needs his dad. Never underestimate that. Never underestimate the power of that relationship and that connection. Never ignore it. Never take it for granted, especially if you are a dad. Don't forget that your boys need you. Your your daughters will need you too. But that connection with your son is going to be different. Well, I heard the saying. Um, I don't know where I heard it, but I heard it. But apparently mom and dads look at their sons differently. Moms and dads will, mom will look at son and go, oh my gosh, look at my baby, my baby, look at my baby, look at what he's doing, my baby. And dads look at sons and go, my replacement. I must teach you all the things you need to know <laughs> in order to <clears throat> provide and help and do the things that I am leaving for you to do. Um, so I just find that interesting, that, that dynamic of, you know, Amy the whole time is just trying to be supportive and, you know, being sassy, of course. But uh, Alan is very direct in saying, I want opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Amy also wants an opinion, but Alan's the one that voices it. I'm sure. <laughs> Next well, time we'll get more to their opinions, too. Yeah. I'm right? No, you're exactly right. So am I done with my education? Can I go? How would you grade... 
I never signed for my legal guardian. Well, I'm putting aside the ick of uh, the whole truck stop and the adults interacting with the teenagers the way that they did because I'm accepting it's just part of that time period. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this one an A+. It's not my most confident I, A plus, but it's 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 an A plus. <laughs> I am there with you. The really the only the only stumbling block for it is is that initial truck stop uh, interaction there. But uh, yeah, it, it's the strength of the episode is enough to power past that, and I'm going to give it an A plus as well. Yeah, exactly. So this is a great, um, a great end to a story that started last season. So showing that this show can do well when it comes to long-term stories. Yes, there is and also the, some good continuity work. <laughs> some. Some. Um, but also just the acting in this episode, especially from uh, Ryder Strong, is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he brings it. And Topanga's acting a little bit like TL this episode. Yeah. Would you like to step outside? I think I would like to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, before well, Brad, we sign I off... I you owe me got... a dad joke. Yes, I do. So, uh, I've got two for you. Nice. Some people have trouble sleeping. But I can do it with my eyes closed. Very nice. And uh, I got a hammer lodged in my esophagus, and the doctors can't remove it. They say it's the worst case of Thor throat they've ever seen. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, good looking well, I people. That was an episode. That was our episode. And our outro music is not working, so I'll have to drop it in later. Da -na 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 -na. And... Oh, I thought I heard it, but hold on. Good looking people, you can find us online at all of your normal haunts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, X, TikTok, at Dad's Meat World. It's the same thing on all of them. You can send us an email at dadsmeatworld at gmail.com. Let us know mm -hmm. how we're doing or if you agree or disagree on our grades. You think we're too harsh or not harsh enough on some of these episodes. And, uh, yeah. I can't think of anything yeah. else. That, I mean, any, exactly. Oh, yeah. You can leave us a five-star review on, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you yeah. think we deserve it. Yeah, let's start it. with a five-star review. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read them on the air. Do yeah. it. You won't. Because that, that's the easiest and most inexpensive way to help us reach more people that love Boy Meets World. That's exactly. sharing. Spread the love. Yeah, spread the love. Because we love you and we'd love for you to share more of us so that we can love more people. Yes. That doesn't sound icky at all. We want to <laughs> spread the dad love. Yes, let's spread the dad love together. I'm not making a shirt with that on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, I'll see you good looking. I'll see you good looking. <laughs> oh, boy.
how can I learn so much every week and still be so stupid? Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story.